Blog Talk Radio. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today about how to use your mind power to get what you want. I'm even going to tell you how to use your mind power to get green power. And I'm going to read some text from the Bible with reference to this message. Because I want you to know that when I speak about mind power, I am still in the book. And I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the scripture, if you will. I'm going to read first a passage from the book of Romans, the 12th chapter and the second verse. And for emphasis, I'm going to ask you to repeat it back to me. I want you to repeat it back to me in the sound of thunder, all of the thousands of you here in Atlanta today at the Omni. Be you transformed. going to read it again and let me say at the very outset that I don't preach formal sermons I'm going to give you something that you can begin to use right here that you can begin to use as you go back out into life through these doors today and so I want you to really repeat this passage of scripture after me as I read it this time be you transformed renewing of your mind. And now the next passage of scripture is from the epistle to the Philippians, the second chapter and the fifth verse. And I'll have you repeat this after me also. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Let me hear everybody shout, Mind power. While you're standing, I want to give you these words of introduction. And I'll have you repeat them after me also. These are the words of Reverend Ike. Mind power, mind power is success power. Now listen, get with me here. You're going to help me preach this. I want you to move your hands as you say this. Move your hands as I move mine. You see, this impresses your subconscious mind. And when you impress your subconscious mind with ideas of success and prosperity, then out of your subconscious mind, of the presence of God in you, out of your positive belief, success and prosperity will flow. So repeat this after me, and these are the words of Reverend Ike. Mind power, Mind power is success. 
Somebody say, wow. wow. I'm a now preacher. This is a now message which I bring to you. And why am I a now preacher? Because now is the only time there is. Yesterday is gone and tomorrow never comes. school, we would sing about the sweet by and by. We would sing about by and by when the morning comes. And all the time I remember when lunch at school was seven cents and I didn't have the seven cents. And there I was singing about the sweet by and by. I... That's right. You know, people look at me now and they get a lot of funny ideas because my church takes good care of me as I officiate in my capacity as leader of this church. And I believe in looking good, feeling good, and smelling good. But let me tell you a little bit about the background. As I say, I remember when I would sing in Sunday school about the sweet by and by and didn't have seven cents for lunch at school. Let me tell you people, I got fed up with the sweet by and by and I decided that I wanted some sweet now and now. you who are like that, why don't you raise your hand and shout, I want some sweet now and now. Oh, I feel like preaching. Can I preach for a few minutes? I feel you getting turned on to this now, God. All of you who want some sweet now and now, in just a moment when I tell you to, I want you to stand and raise your hand and shout to the millions looking in on television. I want some sweet now and now. Come on, stand and shout. Come on, say it again. 
when we say this, I'm going to have the people who are looking in on television stand up and shout that with us. Because you see, when you affirm this, you open your heart, you open your experience to this sweetness of the now and now. And you at the bar, put your suds down for a moment. And my friends at the bar get a great big kick out of this. I walked into one of the outstanding banks in Los Angeles where we do business the other day, and the banker there told me, he said, Reverend Ike, you sure caught me the other night on your telecast. He said, that's exactly where I was. <laughs> when you said, put down your suds at the bar. <laughs> so, okay, you fellows around the brass rail there, I want you to stand up and shout this with us. Uh, again, as we declare, I want some sweet now and now. And I want you to draw it out. I want you to be definite and positive about it. Come on. I And now. You know, I believe you're ready. Are you ready? just one more hand before you sit down and say, I'm ready for the sweet now and now. something I think I'm in position to tell you you better stop going around here singing about I'll overcome someday why because when is someday have you ever heard of a day called someday <laughs> there is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But I never heard of a day called someday. It's time to overcome when? Right now. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation. Peace, everybody. Uh, my mic was not working correctly for a second. There. Sorry for the little delay. Um, thanks for tuning in to the Truth Tuesday show with your host, Akeem L. on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. I uh, hope everybody's doing great. I'm doing well. Um, 
Everything's awesome. We had a great week last week. Um uh of relaxation and holiday time with the family. Uh spent my time in Chapel Hill for, for those few days. Then I came home on Sunday and got to work. Um and I did a lot of thinking on uh, and reflecting on what's you know, things that I want to accomplish. Have I reached some of the goals that I say I want to reach? Uh, and if I haven't reached them, why haven't I reached them? And it led me to realize why I hadn't reached some of the goals. And I think this is common for a lot of us that why we don't reach goals. Um, and there's, there's a prime reasons why we don't reach our goals. Um, I had, uh, wrote some stuff down on why, and I call it prime. It definitely is prime. Number one, procrastination. Procrastination is one of the biggest cause of why we don't reach goals. We, we put off things that we could do now for tomorrow. And remember, we only live now, you know, with that Reverend Ike clip I played Oh, he was talking about, I want some sweet now and now. So everything we are trying to do, we're trying to do it now, not later. You know, a lot we speak more about the past and in the future than we speak about this moment. And this is why we don't achieve things now. Because we, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. It'll come later. I hope it'll come someday. If I keep doing this, maybe it'll come we say things that really pushes it away. You know, I've heard these teachings, you know, from different various teachers over the years, but I'm, I'm really, really come to grasp the power of staying in the present moment, thinking about things now and putting, even in your conversations, people, you know, I, you know, people want to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. They, you know, I get emails, I get texts, I get all kinds of stuff. People trying to drag me into their mental uh, space. And and a lot of these conversations are very chaotic thoughts, which causes me to either ignore them, delete the emails, don't respond at all. Because they may not see it, but I see it, that a lot of those communications are coming from a place of manipulation and misguided thoughts that I don't want in my head, you know, and we got to get to the point where we are guardians over our thoughts and our, in our head. And one of the big, like I said, procrastination is the big one. We put off things for other people. We put off things for having a conversation with people, talking to them about things that are not pushing our goals to where we want them to be. You know, one of the things that that got me thinking, why am I writing down goals or saying I want to be somewhere at a certain point or be in a certain position, whether it be financial, spiritually, and then I put it on the back burner for other things that interfere with those goals. Why do I do that to myself? 
why do I take my hopes and dreams and put them off for other things, other people? And and, and, and some people will say, well, you got children, you got things, you got to do those things. But I think you're doing your children a disservice when you put those things off because the things you've got written down is going to benefit them later on when you achieve them. So we got to start, you know, putting our goals at the highest priority. And we do have to shed family, shed friends that we are calling friends. If Listen, if you really examine the conversations you're having with people and the relationships you got going on, a lot of those relationships are not pushing you towards your goals. A lot of them are interfering with your goals. I would I would take put it on the limb that ninety nine point nine percent of the people who got friendships, family relationships, most of those relationships are relationships that are not helping you get to where you want to really be. But it's my mama, it's my dad, it's my brother, it's my sister, it's my girlfriend, it's my wife. It's all we have all these excuses. A lot of those, and that's one of the things I really look at, like, is this relationship, is these friendships that I'm calling friends really helping me get to where I'm going, or is it hindering me? Do I have to stop and put off what I want to do to go hang out with them? Do I have to stop and put off what I want to do to talk to them or email them or text them? And if that's what's happening, then that's what's keeping you from your goal. You know, there's a lot. I think there's a misconception when people start talking about you need balance. You know, we need to have room for this and room for that. But if I'm not at my goal, if I'm not where I'm supposed to be, then I'm not balanced. Because I say I want these things, I want to achieve these things, but then I stop. Oh, I got to have balance. I got to be, you know, you make this and make that, put them off to get there, then I'm not balanced. Because what happens when I don't reach the goal? I feel like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to do. I I failed at it. So then I'm not balanced. And see, those messages come from people that are not really appreciating what you want to do. And they want to drag you away from what you're trying to accomplish so that you can fit some idea that they have of you in their mind. This is what I say. You need to be true to yourself. It's called, you know, if a person is for you and want you to do be all that you can be, they will give you the time to do that. I'm not saying, you know, you spend all of your time, you know, you do need downtime, like rest to eat and take a little break refresher to away. Cause sometimes when I'm doing something, I'm really thinking things. I do have to step away from it, go back to it to, to overstand what I'm doing. That, that, that is necessary. But then there's times where I go in for days, relentlessly meditating on things and trying to accomplish things and, 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 and 
I got this mental wall up that I want to stay in because I'm I'm just like I'm thinking about this thing and I I got the idea and then I'm just one idea after the other is coming and I have to protect that at all costs because at the end of that once I accomplish what I want in the because everything is created in the mind you know that right everything is created in your thoughts so once I finish those thoughts then they go into action. And then that's how you guys get these templates that I come up with. You know, this is, I'm on a mission. And I know that fully. And sometimes I know that I allow myself to get distracted and or I procrastinate. So that's number one. You know, of the prime reasons why you are not reaching your goals. Um, the next one is Rejection. Rejection, what does that mean? You're rejecting the truth. Or you're rejecting the method that you need to get there. Like, the best way I can explain this is this, this way. When I first started this station, 2012, it was supposed to be solely about spiritual things, and that was it, Right? took me from 2012 to 2015 to even do a one show. They, that's when they see a procrastination was in there. I had excuses about, you know, I didn't have any content. But then I did have full content. I had plenty. All I do is just get on there and just start talking, right? But 2015, some things took place where I hooked up with another brother, and I'm forever thankful for that, that connection and encouraged me to do a show, and I did the show. And I didn't know any, you know, what I'm teaching y'all, the things I know about passport, birth certificates, cases that I've been helping people be victorious on, and the cases I've been victorious on with myself, the national passport, teaching y'all how to correct nationality properly. I knew nothing about that. But what did I do? I just did the show. And if it wasn't for this brother, I would not have done the show because I wasn't thinking like that. I was just like, hey, you just use this platform. You need a place to speak. Here, you can use what I've been paying for for three years and get nothing out of it. Maybe you can get something out of it. That's how it was put down. Although in, in the future, you know, that relationship has been torn up, you know, due to ego issues. Won't go into all of those details, but. I'm still grateful for that because I wouldn't be talking to you guys now, right? So reason why rejection is a big thing, why I put it in there, is because if I had rejected the idea that I could do a show, and if I had rejected the idea of not emulating what I saw to be successful, I wouldn't be successful. I've been to a lot of people. A lot. They ask me, how do I get my business going? How do I do this? How do I set up a website? How do I talk about this? I got one friend, he wants to talk about conspiracy theories all day long. But he's talking to the wrong people. He wants to talk to me all day about it. And I'm not one who wants to sit around and talk about conspiracy theories all the time because I can't do anything about them. I don't see the profit in it. But 
he can profit off of it. Go set up a show and talk about conspiracy theories. There's a lot of people who want to talk about that and want to listen to what you have to say about that. It's just what happened hindsight radio ain't one of those places. And I, I'm in the mode of I want to talk about things that I can control. I don't want to talk about all of these things that I can't control, what people with the Illuminati might or might be doing. See, so back to the rejection. If I had rejected the emulating of what I saw was successful, what I saw to be, the, you know, just, just the process of, you know, doing a show and following, reading and doing, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be successful. Now, one thing I stood on and I had the principles I stand on, if I'm going to teach you something as fact, first of all, I have to show you the source where I got it from. Second of all, if I'm going to teach you how to win a case, I can't teach you how to win a case if I haven't won that case. If I haven't saw the results of what I'm doing. That's why in the name change webinar, I didn't give you guys a template. The second one, I will be giving templates. I will give you the name change template and the deed pillow template, which they already completed. But I, I have some more information that came across my desk today that I'm going to add to that depot to make it even stronger. But <laughs> it's funny how things, I'm getting sidetracked. It's funny how things, I had the depot information two years ago. It was on a, a thumb drive that I had invested in and some other information. And I was looking for this other thumb drive today that I needed with the IRS stuff. I couldn't find it. And I'm like, why can't I find this one thumb? But I, I thought it was this other thumb to pull it in, and guess what was on there, Deplo <laughs> information. I don't like how that one is written, but it had some key information that I got to pull out of there and put into the one I created the other week. So, um, But that's how things work. But anyway, rejecting the truth. Some of us don't like hearing the truth. Yo, if you want to be successful, some things you're going to have to, you know, if you got a website, and you want it to be perfect. And I said, listen, don't worry about a perfect website. Just put it up there and let the customers tell you what's wrong with the site, and you fix it. You can't sell anything nobody can see. But you know how many people I tell that to? Maybe one or two of them actually went and just put the website up. I know a bunch of them that's still working on the website literally three years later. Oh, I'm still, it's still not... See, they don't want to hear the truth. And then they'll say things like, well, your thing is different. No, it's not different. I'm just talking about something different, but my, the process is different. This, you know what? There's, a, there's one here, and I want to play this before I go on to the next prime reason why you haven't reached your goals. You're not successful, or you're not where you want to be. This is a famous one. We played this one a lot. Here we go. Matthew and I were discussing some of the things uh, about uh, why you discounted uh, on a subconscious level some of the things that happened because absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. And he said something very profound for an Australian. This is heavy-duty shit. But he said, I decided to do it even though it was stupid. I decided to do it. Stupid meaning the, follow the process. 
to an intellectually bright guy who's an engineer and see you won't. You, you see, you'll figure out a better way. And he followed the stupid process that works and has been working for 45 years, 20 some years before when I was doing it <clears throat> and 22 years since I've been coaching. And he called it. I, he wasn't trying to be insulting or anything. He says, I just decided to, to follow this, you know, how did you say it? Instead of trying to be smart, I would just try to be stupid, shut that part off of my brain, and just do it. And what happens? He did it. And that's why it's hard for the YouTubers and all the other, because you, you, you can't dumb, you know, dumb down. You, you, won't, you will not believe that it's easy. You can't, you know. You won't. <clears throat> but he put it very succinctly. He sh you know, he just dumbed down and shut off that part of his brain and just followed the steps. You don't need fucking case studies. You have a, you have a fucking template. You have a motherfucking script that a fucking monkey can read. That Alex wants a fucking case study. Because he wants to know the shit behind it. Because he's stupid. And that's why he's fucking poor. You don't need any motherfucking case studies. How many fucking times do I have to say? You have the fucking script. I said don't change a fucking word on the script. Not a comma. If it's got misspelled fucking words, send it out misspelled. The last thing you fucking need is a fucking case study. This is why you're fucking poor. This is why the cocksuckers watching this on YouTube are so fucking poor. There you go. Y'all, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know who that is. That's Dan Pena, who I went to go see in London in January of this year. And I'm grateful that I got to see this man face to face and be in the same room with the billionaire, someone who lives in a castle. Now, what he's saying there is, he's using graphic language, so I'll, 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 I'll say it in another way. What he's saying is, some of y'all just too damn smart to listen and just do it. How are you going to argue with a person who's showing you how to do something who is doing it every day and successful at it? How do you argue that? How do you question that? You have no room to question. You're trying to be in the same position that that person is trying to be, whether it be me or someone else. And I get this a lot. I'll be explaining stuff. Hey, do it this way. And then they want to come and bring all the other garbage from somewhere else. Well, what about this? And add this and that. Listen, I don't want to hear nothing about somebody else's process. I don't want to even hear about what you're thinking. All I want you to do is follow the process. Just dumb down. And that's not a, 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 a put down. That is shut off your brain and thinking too much and follow the process. Because what you do. If I give you, if you, what do you do when you don't know how to make bread, right? You go 
on YouTube, find a recipe, and you follow that recipe to the T. Now, once you get that all down packed and you are successful at making bread, you might want to, oh, I want to add raisins to it now. I want to do this, make it a little sweeter. Then you could add to it once you're successful at that part. But a lot of y'all ain't successful at the A part. Y'all ain't even, A, you haven't even got out the door. But y'all want to mix and add and say, and, and come, come back me with this. Well, such and such said this. Well, let me ask you something about what such and such said. Did he show you proof of what he did? Now, one of the things that the group that I did at the church that, that I'm so thankful for that when I went to go talk to them, and it was a, a good group. One of the things they said, and I, they said that I talked to the brother this week, the pastor this week. He said, you know, one of the things I'm thankful for, you showed us proof. You showed us what you have done. And we're ready to move forward and follow exactly what you're doing. Simple. It's, it's just that simple. It, and it's not hard. The things I'm doing is not really hard. Y'all know my paperwork is not 1,500 pages long, five, books, which most people are trying to do. See, they give you all of that complicated, convoluted stuff because they don't know what they're doing. So they got to give you all of that extra stuff to make it sound good and look good so you can believe what they're giving you is real. See, none of you see, that's why I say you reject the truth and believe the lie. My stuff is simple, and then when they see it, we're like, well, this, it can't be this simple. Yes, it is that simple once you know the rules. And know how to play the game. In and out. Every court case that I was successful for, it didn't take me no more than 10 minutes to finish from start to finish before the judge and was done. And that was it. Some of that stuff, the only case I had where I got <laughs> reamed over the, the, by the judge is I, and it took more longer than that because I was following somebody else's information and didn't study it for myself, which leads me to my next point of the prime reason why you're not successful. Ignorance. No study or willingness to study. You know how many people send me emails and, and ask me questions? that they could take out of their pocket that phone that they're paying all that money for and look up themselves. That's the prime reason why they're not successful. They won't take ownership of their own knowledge. They won't go pick up a book and read it for themselves. They want me to take the book of information or the, 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 the information in my head and give it to them so that they can go, oh, uh, do whatever, you know, because you know how you, you take information, especially most people are not even writing down what I'm saying. See, I give you the information, but I also go give you the source of where I got the information. Go look this up. Go do this. If you are wanting to be successful, you must follow of that successful person that you're trying to work with and shut off that part of your brain and move and do exactly what they say. How do you know it's not going to work until you do it for yourself? But most people don't even take action. I got people I have taught how to do the passport 
about a year and a half ago, still haven't gone and did it. Still. And right now, they just, every I haven't had a rejection from the passport it's pretty much since COVID hit. Everybody who's done it got it. You know, it took a little bit longer for some, but most people got it. You know, I get a call or two out of the blue. Hey, man, I'm ready to move forward. And then they, they want me to give them the rundown on how to do the passport over the phone after they was given point-by-point lessons. Yeah, y'all know what, when I do the seminars, all of these seminars I was doing, I went and pulled out the application and told everybody how to fill it out, told them what to line out. Told, here's the affidavit. Just go to my website and get it. Now you just put your – I went through the whole thing point by point. Again, ignorance is what's keeping people. Lack of knowledge is what's hurting people. And it, it, and so much, it's not that the knowledge is not out there to get. They're not looking for the knowledge. They want to leave the information up to me to give them everything, which is, you know, okay. You know, I tell you, but you need to vet what I say to make sure, you know, go, go read it. There it is. There it is. Embody that information I'm giving you. I give you the steps, go do it, this, that, and give you all of the pitfalls you might run into, do this, that, and the other, and just follow that. All right. And the next one, Next prime reason why you're not successful, money. What do you mean, money? Your money consciousness. A lot, of you, a lot of people have a poor money IQ, money consciousness. I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to master it to the highest level, but I've mastered, mastered it to a very good level so that I can live good and live comfortable. But I can live better as I master my money consciousness. But some, you know, I told, oh, I don't have money. My, my, you know, it's hard. It's, they, they're saying everything that pushes money away. And then they'll say, I can't do it because I don't have the money. And when you say I don't have, that's your I am statement and you won't have it. You have to speak. If if you got nothing in your pocket right now, nothing in your bank account right now, you got to do like a child and pretend there's some money in that bank account. There's some money in your pocket. pocket, And money will start showing up for you. I know for some of you too intelligent, high thinkers, philosophers, that doesn't sound reasonable. It doesn't sound, it it sounds stupid. I I had somebody very close to me very, very close to me. I don't want to, because respect for my elders, I don't want to say who it was, said that's what I said sounded stupid. That's stupid. (laughs) And because of who it was, I had to just forgive them, Father, and they know not what they do or say. And I just had to walk away from that. I had to, okay, that's how she feels. You know, I couldn't argue with her. You know, from the position I was, you know, she is over me. I could not argue. <laughs> I just say, okay. 
But I practiced that. Just this week, you know, unexpected super expense came. Y'all know how American Express is. They want their money, all of it, when you got that that platinum card. And I overlooked an expense, and it came due. The bill came due yesterday. But guess what? Paid it. No problem. No sweat. And then, you know, it's the first of the month. You know, you got your first of the month bills. You got to keep the roof over your head and uh, whatever other bills come first of the month. You see? That's you talking about, you know, <laughs> close to five G's had to go out the door. You know, combined with some other expenses, wasn't American Express, but just combined with the other expenses. But guess what? No sweat. You see what I'm saying? No sweat. Because I practice being a millionaire every day. I am. That's how. That's my consciousness. That I am a millionaire. And guess what? See, this, I got to take a moment and address you, fellas. Some of y'all having the same issues, maybe not on the same monetary scale, where big expenses are coming at y'all. And this is where the role of the male comes in play where you're protecting your family from that. Nobody knew that that big bill kept me. When I saw it, I was like, oh, dang, okay, I just got to make it work. Boom. Nobody knew until just now, until I mentioned it. I just got whistling, happy, grateful. I'm so grateful for everything and got it done. Everything normal. Because I, I know where my money comes from, my thoughts. My mind. That's where it comes from. Money is made in the mind. The physical is a manifestation of what you're thinking about. So if you're not getting enough money, that's what you're thinking about, not enough money. You're getting a lot of money, you're getting abundance, that's what you're thinking about, an abundance. What you're getting right now is exactly what you are thinking and spending your time. You are practicing spiritual practices. You just don't know it. Some of y'all don't know you're practicing these spiritual practices, these spiritual laws. I call them spiritual laws because they are what? God's natural laws. Some of y'all want to call them Yahuwah, Yahshua, Yahovah, or Jehovah, Elohim. Y'all practicing those laws. They're, they're very defined laws to things. Circulating money, how what you think is what you get. That's why I said, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? You got to forever renew it to get things because the evil one will come in and that'll be your thoughts. That evil thought that you can't do it. That evil thought that you're not going to be successful. That evil thought that you're not going to reach the goal because that's one of the things that's keeping you from your goal. Those evil thoughts. You, you see the, the Lord's Prayer. It says, deliver us. At the end of it, it says, deliver us from the evil one. Who is that? That some devil? Some some just like there's no God in the sky, looking to 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 judge you, or reward you from somewhere. There's no devil in, in below somewhere trying to wait on you, you know, to come see him. 
after you do all the wrong things. The evil one is those lower thoughts, those lowest consciousness thoughts that have you thinking that you are nothing less than God. Have you thinking that you're less than God? That's the evil one. That's the evil thought. Anything along those lines, those thoughts of, you see, what is, what is, you know, thinking less than God or thinking that you're not God is when you say you don't have money, you're broke, I can't get it right, nothing works, or when you're blaming other people for your problems. Those are all thoughts less than God because God handles all things. He doesn't worry about tomorrow because, to, you know, because tomorrow has worries of his own. He just deals with now. And the last prime reason why you're not successful is ego. You think your knowledge is superior. You think you're too dumb or too old. I, I, I came from two different spectrums, right? I came from the higher spectrum or, or the, what people think is higher. You think you know too much. You're too intelligent. You can't be taught nothing. You can't be told them. You always have something to say when you're trying to, when someone's trying to give you real information. Or you come from the lower level of the ego, which is you think you're too dumb or too old or you or something too something. I, I can't do this because of that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this and I'm not that. Those are all ego. And that's not operating from your highest level. That's not operating from your God level, the God mind. That's operating from the devil mind, the evil one. Get rid of the ego. Some of y'all are too smart to, y'all, right now, some of y'all got people in your lives that can give you the key to success or help you with that really give you but put you on a path to success and the only reason why you won't talk to that person because you don't like they, the way they talk they might cuss too much you know, he, he cuss too much. or they might be too straightforward and, you know that's what i get they don't want to listen to me because tell you like it is right but my talking to you comes from a good place i really want to see you be successful i'm not hating on you but also, I'm not going to sit there and listen to you, yabba, 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 and fill my head up with all of the unnecessary chatter. We're going to get to the point and move on. That's why, you know, most consultations can be done in five minutes. You tell me what's up, this is what you do, go read this, boom, we done. But most of the consultations are held up by ego thoughts, ego I got to tell my side of this story. I got you got to know the whole this all of this before you can really do the problem. Yeah, when you look at Christ and when he did all this healing, did you think he did he sit there and have a whole big con- conversation about this man that was blind? And they all other people, he just okay, I see the issue. I know what the issue is. You're thinking low. You have a lower thought of yourself. You're full of demonic thinking or evil one thinking we need to get rid of that and now you can see 
sin no more. He said that. He said, go off and sin no more. What did that mean? Stop thinking low vibrational thoughts. Because all of those people had these issues because they were thinking low vibrational thoughts. Those are the metaphysical, esoterical teachings of Christ right there in a nutshell. The woman that came to get healed touched his coat. If only I could touch his coat, I'd be healed. But she had tried all these other things. She had these, all these other low vibrations. She thought everything else could fix her issue. But really, the real power was in her thought that she will be healed. I'll be healed for sure if I just get to this, connect to this positive energy, and the power from him will come into me and heal me. See, y'all got people right next to you. You got superpower energy, and you won't go connect to that person just because your ego won't let you. You won't apologize because you probably said something crazy. And you, you'll go around in circles. This is, this, trust me, story of that woman with the, 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 the um, issue of blood, she had that for years. So she went around in circles with trying to get that fixed. Went here, went there, went there. But she had a source, and she, she avoided that source. Until she heard about this Christ, wait a minute, you know what? I've been trying all of these other sources, but let me go here and go to this person who's teaching these unorthodox teachings, who's teaching that the church is crooked, who's teaching that I have the power, that I can do it for myself. Because that's what the Christ teachings was about, that I don't need a God in the sky to fix my problems. All you have to do is believe in me and abide. Abide means connect and emulate like Christ and be like Christ and be greater than Christ because that's what he told his apostles. Why do you have the, why do you think what I did was a big deal? Because you're going to do greater. See, but in order for them to accept that they had that power, they had to get rid of those ego ideas and accept because all about the crisis was accept, believe what was. To be saved, you had to believe in who? Christ. And see, you already know the Bible was revised thousands of times. That's why it's got so many copyrights, and they did it for profit. So the real teaching is believe in the Christ and become like Christ. Then you will be saved. See, they don't get deep on that scripture when they say, all you got to do is confess my name. No, confess what name? Confess that I am the Christ, not in the Christ. You know, he's Christ. No, I am the Confess that I am the Christ. Then you will be saved. So there's the prime reasons why you're not reaching your goal. I did this because it's December 1st. We have exactly 31 days, almost well, 30 days, some hours until the new year. So that brings me to prosperity ritual 12, 31, 2020, 11:30 p.m. in my home, whether I be here in where I live here in, near Charlotte or in Chapel Hill, we have to plan that how we're going to do that. Um cuz I'm going to do it as a family. We're going to do it together, you know. You know what you need? You need your 
brown paper bags. You need your pencils. You need your, if you get your incense, cassia oil, um, you know, whatever other incense that supports prosperity and the things that you, the intentions you're going to uh, want to happen for 2021. We did this last year. I think I had about 30 people on for the new year. And, uh, and it, my year was successful. I got everything I asked for or wrote down. So we're going to write those down. We're going to burn them. And right now, when I did it last year, I was in that apartment. I'm in the house now, so I got plenty of room wherever I go to do it outside in the backyard or whatever. And we're going to stand around and we're going to do that. And see, when all of us are doing it as a family, doing it together, that reinforces it, you know. And what what I really appreciated, I saw families, you know, last year they were sitting down with their families, husbands and wives and children, just doing their thing, following their ancestry teachings. And that was great. And I, I really appreciated that and all those that joined. So I hope they joined, those 30 that joined last year, join this year, I expect it's going to be a lot more people, more than 30. Well, the room could hold 100, so. <laughs> and if I feel like I need to buy some more space, I'll do it. But the room could hold 100 people. I think that's more than enough room for us to all do that. Now, we're all doing that at the stroke of midnight, doing our things, burning our um, intentions that we want to happen for next year, I guarantee you, everybody that participates in that will have a good year. I remember that reminds me. Um, last year, um, well, not last year, a couple of years back, you know, we did it. When I was doing it as a group, we did it at a hotel. And one of the brothers, they, he was writing this book down about what he wants. And I was like, dude, you writing the more you write like that, that you're not going to, you got to be more precise and short and sweet. And he came back, well, it, it, I did that, ain't nothing happened. See, he already had the evil one in his head. See, these are people that don't take responsibility for what they're doing. Because I had warned them, when I saw that big, thick thing, I said, dude, you don't take that. Just be precise. And and one of the things I do, I be precise about myself, and then I be precise about everyone else. I wish goodwill. You got to, you know, if you want things happening, you got to give it out. You know, give that goodwill out to other people. And I write those things down, too. So, um, there you have it. There's the prime reasons. I hope you get something from it. Um, you got to continue to be positive. Keep pushing for what you want to happen good in your life. You got to be. What is it, 756? If y'all got anything to say, press the one button. I see a lot of people in the chat. I see people online. Um, it's kind of light on the on the phone lines. Um, but it's a, little, a lot of people in there, quite a few in the chat. I guess everybody got their holiday spirit, and, you know, they, they're doing their thing. That, that's always like that this time of the year. Um, anything that I need to announce? Yes, uh, December the 12th, webinar, Name Change 2. I, I did mention that earlier. Go purchase that. The two templates are coming with that webinar, so I think it's like 200 bucks, and you're going to get two templates. The one, the actual petition, and the depot. 
that you're going to get notarized and put it in as evidence into your case. Um, and I know I had Nash, I was trying to, for some reason, I was trying to play a clip and it didn't uh, work the way I wanted. I'm trying to play it through my computer, through the phone. And oh, I know what the problem is. Let's do this. Let's. Then, because I, I want y'all to hear something, because it got to do with what I was wanted to talk about. That's the problem right there. Let's do that. Oh, make sure y'all can still hear me. Let me see if y'all can hear this clip now. A Negro is a twenty-four hour Negro. Yeah, that's it. Y'all can hear. I had a very interesting experience. I went in the room uh, down at the Waldorf Hotel of a visiting group here. All right. If y'all can hear that, let me know. And I- can y'all hear that? In the chat. Somebody just give me a quick yes. Oh, let's see. They said yes. Okay, good. I'm going to rewind it a little bit. And, and this is a video of called Walk in My Shoes featuring Dick Gregory's first TV appearance, 1961. And I just want you all to listen to the wording of these cats. Uh, and then we'll talk about, I'll talk briefly. It's not going to keep you all on here all night. Here we go. Here you go, politically, uh, economically, uh, ethnically, whatever you may go you're going to find that you are still hamstrung with this identification of being a Negro, even here in Mount Vernon. Even anywhere, even, even in Canada, even in, a Negro even in, even in Paris, <laughs> wherever you may go, you are going to find that you are ethnically still tied to being a Negro and that it does make a difference. And I'm not at all sure that I want to be anything else. Some years ago, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I had uh, to speak to a group of young Jewish persons connected with the synagogue in Omaha. The rabbi said, you must remember, we are five o'clock Jews. In other words, these persons are just another American citizen woven into the fabric of the community. But at five o'clock, we become Jews. The only difference here, of course, is that a Negro is a 24-hour Negro. I think that last night uh, I had a very interesting experience. I went in the room uh, down at the Waldorf Hotel of a visiting group here from an African country. And I spoke, visited these three different Africans. Uh, one, of the, one of the men who was a chief and it was very well to ask me, why do we put up? Why do you American Negroes put up with all of this in the South? And uh, I answered him, I said, perhaps for the same reason that we asked ourselves for long, why, for so long, why uh, you Africans put up with the British, the French, the Italians running your country for you. And he had not seen the relationship there. Uh, but then he started clearly. And I indicated to him that I felt that this was a century in which we would find uh, a resurgence of the black man and of the darker people because the history of, of the world shows that every civilization has at one time been the kingpin. I mean, the Portuguese at one time 
ran the world. The Spanish at one time ran it, the Italians, the British, the French, all of them have had that day. And Africa had its day way early, uh, much earlier. So I think we're coming back a full cycle. And I think the influence of Africa and of the American Negro in the United States upon its country is going to be felt with its full impact within the next 20 years. I think. The- all right. So that was that clip. So they're sitting there discussing, you know, how they can get better status. But they're using the word Negro, which is not their true nationality. They're using, like earlier in this, they talk about being African-American. I think they briefly talked about that. But mostly they use the word black and Negro. And that's the problem. The problem that was causing them not to get the respect is what the terms that they're using. Remember, yeah, you could have a society that is oppressing you and doing all these things, but systems don't work unless you have participants. And when you participate in calling yourself black and Negro, you're giving them with the power. That's not what your creator gave you. That's not where you come from. That's not your true ancestral knowledge. Once we as a people come to full knowledge of who we really are, then we become delivered. Because you have to be delivered in the mind first. See, I don't accept those titles, so I'm delivered. So I don't have to operate differently. Because I have a different thought process of who I am, Things work out better for me. I don't buy into all of their calling me black, African-American, and all of that thing. And since I've been doing that, everything has been working better for me. Why? Because I took on my original title. Not only in the governmental world, I took on my original title. The Bible said who I was, that I am the I am or the Christ that I'm looking for. Until you accept those simple truths, you will always be one step behind everyone else. See, the other groups realize their status, and they operate in it fully. And I was, you know, in this clip, um, you could see some of the condition. It was showing some of the worst conditions that some of our folks was living in back then. Crowded homes, pipes, you know, all kind of craziness. And a lot of us don't even live like that anymore. We don't we don't even know what that's like. You know, what some of our people had to go through. And but one thing I did admire about that time was I saw the men front and center fighting for what they want. It was fighting for civil rights and I don't agree with that movement. But at least they were out there making, putting, you know, putting their foot down. They weren't fighting each other. They were fighting for their, themselves and their family. Today, we don't have that. We don't, that's not the case anymore. Men are not fighting for their families. Uh, the women are not fighting for their families. They're spending more time doing TikTok videos and, you know, showing their tail and twerking and the fellas watching sports doing other things then moving the needle forward for the success of their family. And another thing we're not doing, we're not working good together as 
as a people, man and woman. We're not doing that. You know, we spend more time arguing back and forth about who's right and who's wrong than getting something done. No one wants to yield and just say, hey, let's just see how this goes. You know, the worst thing I have, I don't like arguing with people or going back and forth with a person who is in not experiencing what I'm doing, and I got the experience, but they want to question me. That <laughs> really gets under my skin. But there you go. That was I just that was about nationality. So that's how important you guys got to start putting that nationality on paper. Uh, y'all, a lot of y'all have the tools, you know. And and I just want to add in going back to the whole ignorance thing and knowledge. Some of y'all are sending me questions, and I said this earlier, that y'all could just simply look up for yourself and research and use your own judgment on things. You know, questions like, well, will a DMV, um, are they open? Huh? How about you go and call your DMV and see if they open? Oh, is the passport people taking passports? How about you call them or get on the Internet and see if they're taking passport applications? You know, it's things like that, trivial things like that, that really don't require anyone to give you the answer but yourself. But I, go, I understand that it goes back to, you know, more about self-reliance and, and being more confident in your own ability to seek out knowledge. Um, all right, well... That's all I had for the night. I'm thinking about, well, let me, you know, we got uh, Solomon's Temple Show. I'm sure we're going to do one tomorrow at 10 a.m. Missed a couple of weeks. I was I had some things to do. He had something to do. Um, then we have Jessica and Tadja on Thursday, the Divine Connection Show. Sunday, Raising Independent Thinkers Show. And we have the Bombay show on Mondays. Uh, tune into these people because I, you know, because um, some of them are doing processes, doing the, the process. Well, I know Bombay did a lot of processes and Jessica's in the middle of a entrenched battle with her student loans. Uh, and she's getting some results out of that. Really good. Sometimes y'all results don't look like results. And, and it, I know you get mind tricking if you just just read them notices over and over, you'll see the tricks. And I'll leave that up to her to talk about. That's her thing, and I, that that'll be a good thing to hear a female talk about her success or how far she's getting with getting rid of these student loans because she's gonna get rid of them. They're gonna be gone. You know, she keep pushing forward, so she'll tell y'all about that. Um, the letters that they've been given. And, you know, to the un- inexperienced mind, they look ominous. You know, they look like, whoa, what's going on? They, they, they feel said it. I had the same issues, you know. I used to get these letters, then I'd go back and, well, wait a minute. This is not bad at all. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, when you hear a third-party debt collector said, yeah, we – we purchase your debt and we're gonna we're gonna come and get your money out your check. <laughs> See, 
The key word is purchased. <laughs> you gotta don't forget about that other part. And hear that they just purchased. Wait a minute, you just paid my loan off. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> Did you keep hitting it with the third party debt collector letter? You know, first notice, second notice, opportunity cure, third notice, default. I have done this so many times that I have kind of forgot to say those little things like that. That's why I have a team. They're doing it. They can tell y'all those little things that I miss. That's what they're for. Make use of them. Oh, y'all might want to start getting consultations on that third-party debt collector over there because they're doing it on a Divine Connection show. That's what they're working on. Get y'all consultations, and, and she can tell you right now freshly what to be expected. Remember, all my successes came back in 2015, 16, 17. I haven't had to do a third-party debt collector letter in, in a couple of years. So they got it fresh in their minds. And then on Sunday, if y'all want to do your homeschooling thing, which you should be because these schools are really whack and losing their mind, they're not even – the kids, they, they just did a study that these kids are failing at a higher rate, kids that normally succeed because they do not want to do this virtual garbage learning, a lot of them. You see? And I, I, I see the parents blaming it on the system. Blame it on yourself. Because this, that was an opportunity for the parents to start homeschooling their children. I understand, you know, some of the kids might have wanted to do it because they thought that they was gonna have, it was going to be a hangout time. But they're totally cut off from the other kids. It's crazy. Only time they get to talk to their friends is if they're playing games together. But these kids are losing their mind. Literally losing their mind. Some of them are committing suicide. Um, well, nobody got their hand up? Okay, great. All right. Well, it was good talking with y'all um, tonight. Thanks for giving me a night off with the questions and staying in. I could have stayed on topic. Uh, go back and listen to this show. And remember the prosperity ritual and remember the webinar. All right, peace. Peace to the gods. You're now listening to the sounds of hindsight radio. Remember I told y'all we we believe in showing proof of the things that we teach work. Um, I want to share a story um, regarding the injunction. Um, Mm -hmm. I did the injunction uh, on my car, my house, and my children. And I was stopped by the police. I didn't realize. Um, he said that. And the title of this specific lesson is Prosperity is Something You Do. And I want to make this personal. And I'm going to have you say to yourself, Prosperity is Something That I Do. Come on. It's good when you understand that, because if you ever get the idea that prosperity is something that you do, then you take your power away from conditions and circumstances. Then, from that point on, you're not making your prosperity dependent upon what the president does or does not do. This present president has already served, you notice, anyway. He told you before he was elected, 
And if you, whether you like him or not, you have to give him credit for being honest and keeping his promise. Before he was elected, he told you, if I'm elected, I ain't going to give you nothing. As a matter of fact, he went further than that. And he said, if I'm elected, I'm going to take from you what the Democrats gave you. And he's doing it, and boy, people are bawling. But you see, this lesson will give you the victory over all of that when you realize that prosperity is something that I do. Say it to yourself again. Prosperity is something that I do. I want to make it very, very personal. And I want you to say, my prosperity is something that I do. Say it again. Get it out of your head that your prosperity is something that the president is supposed to do. Do you know most people who vote for somebody to be president or governor or mayor, you know why they do that? Because they're, they're really voting for this person to make them prosperous. <laughs> and whoever among the politicians can tell the biggest and the best <laughs> lie, I mean story, to make the people think that he or she is going to make them prosperous many times, that's the one that gets elected. But this is one error that the entire population is going to have to get out of. My prosperity is something that I do. Say it again. Come on, stand up, because this is the first idea that I want to give you in this series. Because you're really not going to prosper until you come to the understanding that your prosperity is up to you. You say, yes, but Reverend Ike, I thought God in heaven was going to do it for me. God has already given you the laws of prosperity, the rules of prosperity which we're going to share in this lesson and in these series. But you see, you must apply the rules of prosperity. You see, that's another thing. God Almighty is not even going to apply the rules for you. Back to the old cliche again. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. All right. I want you to yell this at yourself. I want you to call yourself by your first name and jab yourself in the chest with your finger and say to yourself, John or Joan or whatever your name is, your prosperity is something that you do and you're talking to yourself. Go ahead and do it. Your prosperity is something that you do. But you see, it's a wonderful thing when you take responsibility for your own prosperity because then you take your prosperity out of other people's hands. And as long as your destiny... Are